When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On offthehooksports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at offthehooksports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. If you shut off fireworks actually on the 4th, the evening of the 4th, well, good for you. Because that's what I did. But if you did it on in my hollow, in my area, sorry, you got dominated because I went all out. Your hollow? Yeah, your holler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that term out in the holler? Out in the Powell holler? I've heard. I've heard out in the Ethan holler. lives in the Powell holler. He's heard holler. That NASCAR. I've heard of it, but I don't use it. It's I part of my lexicon, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> please please uh, go ahead and like us on YouTube because we've got a big show on tap. Steve Wolfong with 24-7 will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Nico Iaumleva. Not showing up at the Elite 11 camp, which, again, I don't think is a big deal. Also, his thoughts on recruiting news yesterday. Some guy named Francis announced his decision, so we're going to get into that. And also, we have uh, got some uh, nationwide news that uh, tickled my fancy. But uh, a lot to get to, a poll question. And also, what are you talking about? Good morning, Amanda. How are you? Good morning. I'm I'm good. How are you? Just making subtle uh, cr- uh, critical comments under a breath while we're it's, it's well, talking about tickling your fancy is just awkward. Oh. And then conference realignment as well. Uh, I'm concerned about your mindset this morning, Amanda. But um, w- we've got a lot to get to. We're going to get to the poll question. Now, it's been, what, three days since we had a daily show with Joe Fourth. I hope everybody had a fantastic fourth. I know I did. Um, it was fun to blow up stuff. It was fun to hang out with family. So we kind of did Father's Day at my house because my son had COVID. So it was like one big holiday weekend. And um, for those that fought for the independence for our country throughout time, um, and I'm not just talking about the founding fathers, thank you. As I'm sure there are all things that we would change, but in the end, uh, I believe this is the best country in the world. So it wasn't the best recruiting day for Tennessee at about three o'clock yesterday. That changed. Ethan has it all chronicled, and uh, I've, I've written some stuffs on it as well. 
But, Ethan, you had it all chronicled. You were on top of it. So, Tennessee doesn't pick up Francis Meligoa, who we, would, we had talked about. But then they pick up a highly rated 2024 guy. And I, I want you just to kind of talk about how the day unfolded. And then I got a couple of questions for you as far as Tennessee's evolution of recruiting. Yeah. So we all knew that um, obviously Francis Maui go, I feel like was every Vol fans main target just because class of 2023 guy, top 10 prospect nationally, number one offensive tackle by some metrics. And it was always going to be a close race. I think um, there were uh, multiple outlets on three, 24 seven, you name it. They all had it about 30, 30, 30. And then, you know, 10% for Florida, Alabama, Miami, us. Uh, I mean, name whoever you want. Tennessee did have a slight edge in all of those that I saw. So I thought, you know, if the recruiting guys are thinking it's going to be Tennessee, um, you know, that might give them an edge in, in the back of my mind. You always got to think Miami is on a roll right now. They've, Obviously, we can we can talk about boosters if we want to, but you know that's just the reality of the sport that um, we're covering right now. So Miami, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me, and and that's where he ended up choosing. And you know, Tennessee fans at this point, you just kind of have to move on because there's a lot of uh, good recruits coming. I feel like that will commit to Tennessee. There's a lot of targets in the coming days that'll commit to Tennessee. Um, so you just kind of got to move on and say, hey, you can't get all of them. Yeah, and what a week for Mario Cristobal uh, at Miami. Flipped a kid from uh, Clemson, and they were able to flip a kid from Georgia, and he lands uh, Francis Mauigoa. So, something's I wrote, going um, on there. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, I do think Mario Cristobal is a very, very good coach. Okay, so I, I wrote a column, and I'll probably go back and include this as well as reasons why if I'm Tennessee, I'm not giving up on Francis Mauiola. And I, I don't I, I don't pretend to know what happened last summer, Ethan. Maybe you can uh, update me on that. But when recruits used to commit in August or September, which is about five months before the the old only national signing day in February, when you committed that they just kept Schools kept going after that kid. They just knew who to beat now. I mean, so I, I and Amanda and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Why are we locked into believing any commitment is definitely going to sign with a particular school? I understand they make a public pledge, but it's not binding. I'm not stopping if I'm Tennessee of going after Francis Mauigoa or any of the other guys that may have committed publicly that they really want. I I'm not stopping at all. I mean, we got five months and look at what could happen to Miami in five months we could literally this is no exaggeration we could hear before five months that two ACC teams have bolted to the SEC as a matter of fact I think there's a decent chance that happens within the next year I'm going to remind Francis Mauigoa of that that the ACC may be on the outside of looking in I think Miami is a team you want in a mega conference, but so is Washington and Clemson and Oregon. And there's only so many seats at the table. This all could change before Francis Mauigoa's time is up. So, Ethan, I'm not giving up. I know these, these summer commits are new to me, but I don't understand why you'd give up. You still have his phone number. I'd keep calling. He 
likely won't answer unless something happens to Miami. I think you brought up a really good point there. I don't think Tennessee will be able to do anything, especially with boosters in IL. I I really don't want to get into that on Miami's side, but uh, unless something like that happens, Tennessee is not going to be able to say, hey, I think we're the better school here. We're the better situation for you. If Miami, if something happens to Miami, I mean, absolutely, because as of right now, there's no reason to believe that Tennessee isn't his choice number two. Could be Alabama, could be USC, but Tennessee has to act like, hey, if something happens to Miami here, we should swoop in and and, and see if we can get something. And You're right on that front, but do I think Tennessee will be able to, I guess, lure him away from Miami and and likely a lot of money and a good program that that, um, Cristobal is is building over there? I, I don't think they'll be able to do that unless something happens. The Amanda, the problem is Miami's just a dilapidated athletic department that has not taken advantage of its history. The kids have to drive 45 minutes to go to home games. The athletic department is not good. Mario Cristobal, I think, is good. However, I might drop this into a casual conversation if I'm Tennessee or one of the Southern California, I might say, you know, well, that uh, I hear that Alabama really likes that crystal ball guy. What happens if Nick Saban retires? I just think there are all kinds of holes you can poke in this. And I think you're going to continue to have conversations with them. And the other thing is, Amanda, you got Nico who can feed him this sort of content. And it sounds very organic. I'm, I'm just not giving up. I'm nowhere close. I don't understand the mindset. Yeah, I, I used to cover kids who would commit in the first week of December and then flip before signing day in February. I mean, that happens a, a lot. At least it did. I don't know if something's changed incredibly. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, it happens all the time. We just saw yesterday a kid committed to Georgia. He flipped yesterday and committed to Alabama. I mean, it happens yeah. all the time. If you go back in, you know, even recent history – you can see how many kids commit and flip. They end up flipping. And then the transfer portal. So you really don't know where these kids are going to end up. I mean, they could commit. They could sign. They could go. They could transfer. I mean, immediately. So if one thing goes wrong, they're they're out. Um, but with Miami and the NCAA, they're investigating Miami right now. They started June 15th started investigating Miami or having inquiries about them. So I think that says something considering we've all talked about how the NCAA is really sat on its hands during this whole time. Yeah. And, and the ACC is about to get crazy. Uh, I was talking to a source over the weekend. This conference realignment thing is, is not done because right now you do have the big 10. I had hoped last week when the three of us last spoke, the Big Ten and the SEC would sit down at the big boy table and put together a mega conference. That was my hope. Amanda didn't like it. Ethan, I can't remember if you liked it or not. Um, But, I mean, that was my hope. But they're not going to. Don't worry about that. Because they don't like each other. And that's not going to happen from what I've been told. Instead, it's which teams can pluck the teams that are out there that want to make sure they get a seat at the table. And we're going to go through some of those and get your thoughts. Uh, our news and notes in the beginning brought to you by the Mattress Place, 22 years in Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran-owned, uh, A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. They're just awesome. 
a 5,000 square foot showroom and you get 30 to 70% off every day. That's no gimmick. I remind you, if you're listening on YouTube, please hit subscribe and like. So just a couple of other quick notes that I wanted to go through, guys, before we get into this conference realignment, because I know Amanda has some strong thoughts. I'm, I'm not sure of uh, Ethan's thoughts, but I definitely want to get that. And uh, also, though, let me... Let me run through some just quick notes real quick, and um, we'll get to the poll question. And that is Brittany Griner is now asking uh, the president or whoever can help to get out of Russia. This is one of those stories. I don't know if it's a I think it's a national story. I don't know if it's a regional story or the especially not a Tennessee story. But this just rubs me the wrong way. I'm just going to be honest with you. The, the fact that we, we can't get her back. And that's why I include it more times than I probably should. But I'm not going to get political, but it's time to get her back. There's no way in goodness creation that you should be held in a foreign country for possibly 10 years for having cannabis. I mean, no, she's not a priority. Like we can tell that she's not, she's not yeah. a priority. I don't think her name is big enough to be a priority. If this is Michael Jordan, is he back like the next day? Even? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I day, mean, all day long. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, um, Michael Jordan, <laughs> LeBron James. Uh, I mean, throw in uh, a pretty decent amount of people. I feel like heck Mark is smart. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that, that you get caught with that kind of stuff. It, they're going to bring you back immediately. Brittany Griner, I mean, there's a lot of people that just don't know that name, uh, that watch sports and don't know that name. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. All right, let's get to uh, conference realignment before we get to the poll question. The Pac-12 took a huge hit recently, as we know, Southern California and UCLA announced that they were leaving the conference with the Big Ten started in 2024. Now, other Pac-12 schools are taking a long, hard look at, at their futures, deciding where they want to leave, if they want to leave the Big 12 or not. According to reports for current Pac-12 schools, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State will meet with the Big 12 on Tuesday. I'm I'm sorry, the Big 12 in its current state, Amanda, or the Big 12 with those four teams is not even in the same atmosphere, right? a universe as what the Big 10 and SEC is now, even with those teams. Well, I mean, at least it's still alive. You know, like the poll question was, which, which conference do you think is going to pretty much die out and it's the Pac-12. That's what everybody voted on. Not everybody, but it's a pretty good majority. Um, and that's what we're seeing. The Pac-12 is dying. I mean, fast. And I mean, Oregon's Oregon's going to take off. I think, who was it? Oregon and somebody else out of the Pac-12. Washington. Washington are in talks with the Big Ten, but they were waiting on what Notre Dame's doing, I guess. Um, I think it's only smart for them to join the Big Ten Notre Dame should join the ACC because that's where they are and everything else. So you'll have four major conferences, and I think that's where it, that's where it draws the line. I think the Pac-12 just gets pushed out and dissolved. So what I was told by a source over the weekend is Notre Dame's Notre Dame. That is like a whole different level than the other schools I'm going to mention to you because of the history, 
all that they have. So that's a brand that's far better than the ones I'm going to tell you. But uh, Clemson, Florida State, possibly Miami are in play for the SEC to make a run at. The, the, the one that I was told that more people want than you, you may think and you may be surprised is North Carolina. That there's reason to want Carolina if you're the SEC or the Big Ten. So now suddenly you're wanted. Yeah, it's it's like me when I was dating before I got married. There were always two or three girls that really wanted to date me. And I was like, you know, I've oh got to pick I've got to pick one. I can't I can't keep playing both of you. It wouldn't be right. God so, bless Shanda. God North Ca- North Carolina is that coveted person uh, like I was. Yeah, sure. So, but Ethan, I think North Carolina is is super cool, and I I think that would be a great pickup for the SEC. It wouldn't be my first pick. My first pick would be Clemson, Florida State. But if you went the North Carolina route, here's why I like that. Okay, so I'm just gonna throw this out there. I think Ethan will like it. I think Amanda will hate it. If I'm the SEC, I'm taking not two, but four teams. I'm taking Clemson and Florida State because they just seem natural, right? I mean, it just it just does. And you get that Tallahassee market. What a television market that is. And, but the other two that I would get is I would go North Carolina. Now, this one's out of left field. No, it's not. It is. It's I bet Duke. you can't guess what. I'm... I would take Duke. You have like to. That, if you that take Ace... North Carolina, you have to take Duke. You have to take I Duke. I know, but the guy I talked to said that he hadn't heard anything along the Duke lines. He said, but that's really interesting. I said, you think about it. You may take a team that's not great in football and may never be because of the academic standards, but they got to nine wins i think under cutcliffe nevertheless so you take a team that is not great at football but then every january when duke and north carolina play that's an sec event kids when they play the second time that's an sec event when they play in the acc tournament that's an sec event or the sec tournament excuse me when they would play I mean, you would roll into Atlanta, okay, with Kentucky for the for the SEC tournament that I think is nothing but a money grab and very, very lame. You would have uh, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, a Bruce Pearl team in Auburn that's obviously very good, a Tennessee team in Rick Barnes that is very good. You're suddenly the best basketball conference in the nation or close close correct me if i'm wrong ethan's a college basketball hoop I, I would say the sec is already but oh, okay so you're even like crazy dominant then i really like that idea the guy i talked to said he hadn't heard that at all said they're all thinking football and it probably won't happen but it popped into my mind do you guys love or hate the idea i'll I'll walk it back just a little bit. The SEC definitely would be. There wouldn't be a close second place because you'd be adding Duke and North Carolina to an already top two. Um, I mean, 
the Big Ten and Big Twelve are good, I guess, but I feel like the SEC top to bottom has a lot more teams. I I don't know. That's hard to say. But between the Big Ten, 12, and SEC, there's a lot of really good talent there. So I, I guess you can throw that up and I won't have a strong opinion on it. But I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I kind of hate the idea just because I don't want Duke That's and North fair. Carolina in the SEC. It's it's a solid like idea like could happen. I could see it happening. Me personally, I hate it because, uh, I mean, Duke and North Carolina, that's ACC. Like, that – I mean, I get at some point conference realignment is probably going to become a thing. That's even more disgusting than UCLA and USC to the Big Ten to me. That's awful. I mean, Duke and North Carolina being SEC schools, always being in the SEC tournament. I mean, Kentucky's going to be kicked out of their own conference. I mean, they're going to be the number three school all time in their own conference. And they're not going to like that. I feel like a lot of SEC fans would hate that if that happened. And it's probably not because – with the Duke thing, the people in charge are not thinking about basketball. They're not thinking about crew. They're not thinking about anything else, Amanda, except for football. I, I think both groups are being incredibly smart. Well, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. I, I would say in this case, sorry to cut you off. I would say in this yeah, case, Duke, North Carolina, that almost equals football. That's the biggest rivalry in, in the U.S., Duke, North Carolina, maybe behind oh, yeah. the Bears Packers. So, I mean, you 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 get that rivalry in the SEC. I feel like that would be a playing point for them. Uh, that could rival football in that one instance. In college sports, in my mind, Amanda, that's the second biggest rivalry, and I could argue the first. Uh, it's right there, nip and tuck with the Iron Bowl. To me, those are the two biggest rivalries in college athletics. Flip, flip I, mean, I, would a coin. Say, I would say those two are or Michigan, Ohio State. I think it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, but I I like it. I like Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> the SEC. If we're gonna have to do it, the SEC can't pick up just two more teams because it would be uneven. It would just be it would be nine nine. So I don't feel like it's it should be an eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So if it it would have to pick up four, I feel like to be really uh, solid, and we would have to stop there, stop there. Um, but if you're gonna pick up two more teams and you're gonna take from the ACC, <clears throat> I see, you know, I see taking Florida State. I don't know if I see taking Clemson. I because they're only recently good. They're only recently, like in the last decade, have been have been good. I see taking Florida State, possibly Miami, um, and then I would take Duke and North Carolina. That, those would be my four I'd pick from the ACC. Wow, Amanda and I agree. That's crazy. What's not crazy is going to Big Orange Phillies. Uh, they know that it's tough to get out of the office for a long lunch, so they're good at getting you quality food fast. You can grab something cold from the fridge or order hot from the counter. And they've got darts, billiards, live entertainment, karaoke, fresh ingredients. They are awesome. So you need to check out Big Orange Phillies. Again, Big Orange Phillies is right there in downtown halls. It's easy to get to from everywhere in North Knoxville or Maynardville. It's a good family environment. You'll have a good time. So what was our poll question from way back on Friday? I've slept several times since then. It was uh, even, the, the divisions. It was the the conferences. Who yeah. do we eliminate? Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll phrase it exactly because I can't remember. Uh, I got to find it. 
We we, we, we tweet too much on the Twitter. We got too much yeah, content. It's so. way back there. Yeah, that, that's a good way to spin it. There's way too much content. <laughs> Maybe that's not exactly way too right. much. There's exactly not, enough content. Yeah, I don't know. That's a perfect amount. If that's not at least 15 listings back on our Twitter feed, then, then we've done something wrong. But I believe okay. uh, probably is. All right, what do you got? Got it here. So which conference is in the most danger in the coming years with realignment? And we said ACC, Big 12, Pac-12. ACC with 12% of the vote, Big 12, 29. And then Pac-12 had 58% of the vote, which is the right choice. That is definitely the right answer. Yeah. Any issues with those numbers? I think Pac-12 should have been higher, to be honest with you. I I think ACC is the one that's probably the most safe, if I had to say. I I wouldn't go 12% for that one. But... Um, I guess we're really, if as we rephrase this question a little bit, re- relegated to what? I mean, I don't, there might not still existence. be an AC. Oh, just complete <laughs> non-existence? Yeah. <laughs> okay, complete non-existence. You're going to think I'm crazy. It's got to be the pack You're going to think I'm crazy, but after the guy I talked to over the weekend, I think ACC. Man. I just, I, 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 I mean, I know that that sounds insane, but you know, the Pac-12 to me can cobble some stuff together and still have some West Coast following. Maybe who are they or cobbling it? together though? Yeah. Big Twelve's about to take four of their teams. Big well, Ten's about to take two of them. Like where? I don't know. I mean, do you start cobbling? saying Pepperdines of the world? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I just think that when you have the whole west side of the United States that surely together you can cobble some sort of television group together or a group of guys that want to play football with each other. Surely. See, so you right. had eight teams leaving. Yeah, the the Big Twelve already took uh, BYU <laughs> the and Houston four. and all those guys. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do we if those four teams leave, where are we the pack four? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, so it's the pack four. Depending on Oregon and Washington. That when reminds me of the, that. Reminds me of the Tennessee Thundercats. Amanda, are you old enough to remember the Tennessee Thundercats? I don't know what that is. That was an indoor football team that I was the voice of the Tennessee Thundercats. So yes, that's on my resume. But there were four teams in it, so it's like you got to know the other teams really well because there were only four teams in the league. It was Omaha, Trenton, New Jersey, and St. Louis. So it consisted of either hosting one of those teams or going to one of those places. And if you've never been to Trenton, New Jersey, then don't go to Trenton, New Jersey. It's terrible. You know what you need in Trenton? You need some CBD treats from Jill Pills. You can click on the link provided and make your wallet and pet happy with 15% off, great for situational anxiety like uh, storm anxiety, car ride anxiety, mortar anxiety, actually, which my my um, animals, they definitely were, were dog sitting as well. They definitely had some anxiety. We we just absolutely juiced them up with the uh, chill pills and uh, and they, they were better, but they still didn't like the mortars going on outside of the house that was not their favorite thing so what do we think in poll question for today ethan what have you got cooking 
I it was going to be off of uh, Maui Goa and Eccles just uh, with the weekend. Do you think it was a su- successful weekend? Do Vols fans think that Ooh, between yeah. the two commitments, only getting one of them was successful or not? Especially considering that he's a 2024 prospect. Are we counting the kid who – are we counting Friday? Was Weathersby on Friday? Weathersby yes. was Friday. Yes, I'll I'll put him on there too. Okay, because that's a good about, that's a good pickup. That's I mean, weather's that's a, a good. Yeah. Pickup. How about um? Is there a way we could do? How would you would rate the weekend? Like uh, like we ABC? could do like A B C D F. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think crazy to say. we missed E. What do you mean? You're the grading ABC, scale. Did you get an E in high school? <laughs> what? Did you get an E for, in high school? I've, I've never effort. heard of that. It's a grading system. Uh, it's uh, A, B, C. I D. thought we were doing options. Like okay. A man that got a lot of E for efforts. Excellence. It's excellence. I'm sorry that you didn't get that in high school. Sorry, I did. I never did get that. I never did get that. Um. So, okay, so we set it up again. We're going to go ahead and post that on the Twitter. Yeah, it's how would you rate Tennessee's weekend on the recruiting trail? trail and then I'm going to put in parentheses Weathersby, Maui Goa, Eccles. Okay. So how'd you grade uh, it? How would you – said rate, but we could do grade. That makes more sense. Yeah, because okay. that, that's why I was confused. I was like, I don't know that. Um, was Weathersby definitely Friday? Yes, because you you were busting your hump on Friday evening. I remember. Um, yeah, there's I'll, I'll double check, but there's really no doubt in my mind. I think he so, was. I think he was you, too. I just we were all over him on on Friday night. Great job. Um, I think it's. I, I well, we don't have B plus on there, do we? Uh, I mean, so if you ask me just off the top, I'd go B plus. It was Friday. Yeah. I, I mean, I would go B plus based off getting a highly rated edge pass rusher, rusher for 2024 and then Weathersby. And let's face it, uh, you know, it's like Aaron Judge. You know, when he steps to the plate, he's swinging for the fences with Maui Goa, but there's a darn good chance he could strike out too. So. I'd, I'd take those not with a grain of salt, but I take those in stride. You, you you just get in the battle for 10, 12 of those guys. You pick up three or four. Tennessee was in the battle. So I would go, even though it's not an option, I would go actually B plus. Um Amanda, what would you what would you grade the past weekend of Tennessee? I mean I know that the loss of Francis is not ideal to some people. But then again, you have to wait and see what happens with Miami and the NCAA. And you have to wait and see about conference realignment and all this stuff. So <clears throat> I would say probably a B. I'd go with a B. Maybe not a B plus, but a B. What about you, Ethan? Where do you fall on this poll question today? I'm in the same boat. I would go with B just because I, I almost would go B minus if I had to do anything. Because Eccles, fantastic commit. I mean, top thirty guy. I've I've already said it before here. You got to get him to campus. He's still two years away. They can't even call him until September first. Coaches can't. So 
I mean, Eckel's great pickup, obviously great talent, but there's a lot of things, a lot of variables that, that could happen between now and, and 2024 season. But, nice. I mean, if he stays, it's an A-plus because Eccles is a fantastic prospect. Yeah, oh, I agree. Let's let's kind of base this off of I, – I, I guess the best way to put it is that we do believe the guys are going to stick and not go elsewhere because we could get caught up into, oh, Francis could end up coming back to Tennessee and that sort of thing. So let's, let's stick with they're going where they're going. But I think it's a B to B-plus. Um, I think Tennessee – uh, with uh, a significant pickup and I want to remind you to hit uh, like and subscribe. We would love that if you did that so that you'll get sneak peek notifications already a couple of breakdowns of Tennessee football with the one, the only Chris Landry that is on there LandryFootball.com. So uh, guys on July the 4th, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down to uh, the hot dog eating contest. Everyone is going to hate me for this take. I think it is so overrated. Oh, it's gross. I like just. I just. Time. I can't watch it. I. I don't know why. It gives me. It gives me just a weird feeling. I can't watch it. It makes me want to vomit. So I, I understand. But the chokehold is what makes this good. This okay, year. the chokehold was cool, and I also. I mean, what you got to respect choke it. Hold? What was the chokehold? I don't know what you're talking about. Amanda, go for it. Oh <laughs> my gosh, you didn't. You didn't see the chokehold. Yeah, I didn't see the So someone tried to come up and um, protest something, and I don't even know what it said. I have no idea what it meant. But they tried to protest, and Joey Chestnut, like, came eating his hot dogs in the middle of it, got this guy around, choked him out, slammed him, finished eating his hot dogs, and still won the thing. Okay, well, that sounded... Sounds a little WWE to me. It was great. It was great. And it, <laughs> it was, was not fake great. looking. It was not fake looking. Amanda, the ultimate consumer. What was uh, what was better? Chris Rock getting slapped or Joey Chestnut with a mouthful of hot dogs defending his honor or whatever? The Chris Rock thing was, that was, I don't even care what anybody says. That was staged. That was stupid. That was that was the dumbest thing. Now the chokehold, that was fantastic because that was real life happenings. And Joey Chestnut not only takes him out, slams him, he also wins the thing. I mean, he wins the thing. It's crazy. That's, that's the one thing I, I kind of like about it is you, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to Chestnut because that dude. I, yes. I don't care winning fifteen of anything in and you know fifteen times of anything is is incredible. So I, I don't care I, if it's hot dog eating, if it's uh, throwing a piece of paper into a trash can. I really don't care. Winning 15 times at a specific venue is pretty good. We're basically saying he's the Babe Ruth of competitive eating. Has something tells me that Babe Ruth could hang with Joey Chestnut in competitive eating. Have if you threw in, you had to smoke a pack of cigarettes. I saw. I have to. I have to ask this question real fast because it's absolutely incredible. Hunter Renfro yesterday on Twitter, um, Raiders wide receiver. He asked, um, he said, so Usain Bolt and um, and Joey Chestnut are racing. Um, both have to finish a hot dog and then they can start running. Who wins? In a 100-meter in a hundred, hundred dash, who wins? I'm giving and it to Joey Chestnut. It's got to be Chestnut. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like, Chestnut can eat a hot dog and I mean, I don't know how many seconds. It takes me, a normal person, like Usain Bolt, a normal person, 
in the hot dog eating realm anyway. I mean, at least 45 to a minute, right? Seconds? Yeah. It has to yeah. be. And so Chestnut will be crossed the line easy. I don't even think it'll be close. Yeah. yeah. What about the, uh, have you heard of the beer mile? Where, you know, it's four laps around that average yeah. track to uh, run a mile. So you have to chug a beer, run a lap, and chug a beer, run a lap, chug a beer, run a lap, uh, and then chug a beer, run a lap. So anyway, you end up drinking four beers, you do four laps, which, which is a mile. And man, these dudes get serious about it. And like the record is not as bad as you, it sounds like the worst two combinations possible, but the, the, the record's like in seven minutes. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's pretty impressive. There's no think. way it's seven minutes. That's not even All like. Right. That's not okay. even you. You Google, you Google. I'm gonna tell you about Ray Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. Ray Viles Automotive Group. It is their mission to be the automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. They provide a vast selection of used vehicles, exceptional car care and service with a smile. They've got the selection, they've got the auto financing, and they've got the service department to absolutely keep you going. Car service and repair work that is fair. Amanda is Googling. What's the fastest someone has run the beer mile in? We will discuss that after this. She is surprised if you're watching on YouTube. So she's excited back in two minutes. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. All right, coming back. Uh, so we ask uh, Amanda the fastest beer mile that's ever been run. So she had an assignment. She was going to Google. You have to drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap, drink a beer, run a lap. So it's a mile and it's four beers. 
Which just Ethan, for the record, is that way cooler than the hot dog eating competition on July the fourth? I mean, it's a hard question. I feel like they're pretty different. Is it cooler? Probably not. You look like an idiot while doing it. You have to. I guess you do it both of them. But I'd say it's way more impressive to for, to be Joey, Joey Chestnut in that case. Because I feel like any high school slash college student that lost a bet can do the beer mile. Oh, but I'm talking about being a, like a world champion. Oh, being the champion about. Mm, no, I'm still going to give it to Chestnut. Fair enough. All right. I don't respect. I, I don't like it, but I respect it. Chestnut. Amanda, what's the longest? Okay, so the longest or the shortest? Well, the shortest. Okay. I don't know where. I don't know why. So, the, the world record for running a mile as a man is three minutes and forty three seconds, which is well, insane to, to me. Beer mile. I know. I'm telling you this just for. Give me oh, a minute. It's a big backdrop. Yes. This guy. You're going to get into the Rochester Bannister thing? This guy in 2018, I'm done with you, ran the Beer Mile World Classic in four minutes and 24 seconds. Holy. However, he got disqualified because he did not consume enough beer. Well, you know what he should have had is Zool Beer. Zool Beer Company is right there downtown in knoxville no disqualification would have happened had he had one of the fantastic beers there and they've even got beer ice cream amanda yes it is fantastic it is really really good it's the tangerine mafioso which is um, one of our sour beers and we turned it into ice cream and it is fantastic and it's wonderful when it's really really hot outside and you just want to cool down um it will like freeze your tongue it's great Sounds like good stuff. I'm down with that. Uh, all right. So we've got Steve Wolfong coming up at GoVols uh, 24. I'm sorry, 24 7 sports. And uh, I, I did want to talk to him about Maui Goa's decision. Uh, he's very familiar with the uh, uh, Muleva. Uh, so I want to visit with him about the recruitment that's ongoing there. I do find it funny, though, guys, what we talked about all of Nico's recruitment of Francis, Ethan, in the end. The kid that just committed to Miami was doing the same thing. I'm, there's probably a kid at Hawaii doing the same thing. There was probably a kid at Southern Cal doing the same thing. We kind of look at it through our own lens, but I'm sure there was a Nico, maybe on his highly recruited out there, recruiting him at every single school. No, you're you're right. There is. It's it's easy to say, hey, uh, Tennessee's got this big top you know, five prospect and, and Nico, everyone's going to come, going to want to come and play with him. I mean, people are going to want to go to Texas and play with Arch Manning too. You know, you can <laughs> say that about anybody. Well, we talked to Mike Farrell and this is not a shot at Nico or Tennessee's program or anything, but we talked to Mike Farrell and he said the impact of a Manning, just the name committing has a big effect. And he's been right. There were like two commitments for Texas before he said that on our show last week. And then there's been two more. So yeah, there's that Manning name in football circles. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it's kind of a big deal. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of out there as a thing. All right. Uh, This day in sports history, we're going to add some uh, clips to this in the future, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, this day in sports history, you guys both had a couple. So let me start with Ethan. 
Uh, before we get to Steve Wiltfong at 24-7, this day in sports history is brought to you by Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil is right there in Ottawa. I'm taking my son's car today to get an oil change. Why? Because I trust Steve Ray at Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. And, and I get to go next door to Alice Nest Barbecue and check out the wood pellets, check out the all the good sauces and the rubs that they have. So, uh, Ethan, this day in sports history, what do you got? The most interesting one I found was in 2008, Venus Williams um, defending her title against her younger sister, Serena, in Wimbledon. I thought that was very interesting. Hey, have you see, speaking of Chris Rock getting slapped, have you seen the uh, King, I believe it is? Um, I think that's the name of it. It's the one that uh, Will Smith actually won the Academy Award on. Have you guys seen that? I haven't. Yeah, so he supposed to be Venus and Serena's dad, Richard, King Richard. Oh, yeah. So he plays, it is It is like the best sports movie I've seen in over 10 years, easily. I mean, it is, it is really cool because it's honest. They didn't soft pedal it. You know, he wasn't the best father in the world, but he wasn't the worst. And there was all kinds of uh, inner city pressure where they worked on for his kids just to be hoodlums basically. And he had them going to the tennis court till dark and to the point where gangs would beat him up on a regular basis because that's where they locked thing. It is just, and that's just the beginning. And, and then he reveals that midway through he knew that Venus would be the one that would go out and be the superstar first and that she would catch a lot of the hate because she didn't look like the average tennis player. And he tells, it's like, the I just gave it all away. It's like the closing scene. He tells Serena, he goes, he goes, I had this planned all along. You're going to be the great one. And she's like 13. And it is just, I mean, it literally, he deserved the Oscar. I thought I was watching it just because Chris Rock hit him. But it is a phenomenal watch. Just gave all of it away. Uh, Amanda, did you have uh, any of this day in sports history that you wanted to add add to the fold, so to speak? Mm -mm. I didn't. I did not look into this day in sports history. Oh, we had the World's Fair in St. Louis that was a part of the Olympic Games. It was the very first U.S. Olympic Games. It was in the St. Louis Fair. Was that 1904? 1904. I I, I know about it because I watched a video about how it was an absolute disaster. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't even remember the fact that uh, Knoxville had a World's Fair. 1982. I I don't remember it, but I knew that. It was, was not uh, born. it was a little bit bizarre. Well, that's your fault. But it was a little, we got uh, season passes and they had the big Rubik's Cube and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, those younger ones that are listening digitally, Knoxville had a World's Fair. And the best part was The Simpsons. Actually, if you remember this, The Simpsons episode where they traveled to Knoxville to find out what was in the Sun Sphere. And it turned out just to be a wig factory. Is that just a- <laughs> I can't write that. That's Dana Gould, not me. Okay, I, that's too good for me. They knocked down the. Have you all seen this one? This episode? I don't watch. Yeah, they knocked down the. Uh, Ethan, homework. 
take 30 minutes and Google this thing. So, it, yeah, so they knock it down, and uh, the Sun Sphere is just a big wig factory on The Simpsons. I can't believe you all haven't seen that. <laughs> no. Um, okay, before we get to Steve Wolfong, uh, nice piece on Saturday Down South uh, with uh, Noel Blackman, the explosive players for uh, ten, uh, for every SEC team. Let's get your thoughts. And uh, actually, let's do that just here in a second. Um, let's go to our very special guest, uh, Steve Wilfong joins us now. He's dialing in his video, or it may just be audio. Are we audio and video today, Steve, or are we all of the above? Oh. As of now, I don't think we're either. <laughs> Steve, I think we got you drawn in here. So if you want to click on your phone button, um, there's a good chance that you're muted. Uh, we don't have your video at this point. So I don't know if he was going to be in front of my camera or not, but we will visit with him. He was at the Elite uh, 11 camp last week, which I believe was in L.A. So we'll get with uh, Steve here very shortly. And uh, Steve, just give us a, uh, a shot here. I think we don't let me click camera or mic. I tell you what, Steve, if you can, let's try this. Let me get you to log back in. And uh, let's see what happens here when we get him back on. So the most explosive players per team in the SEC, according to Saturday down south. I did want to get through this anyway, so we might just kind of uh, boy this around, Steve. But Bryce Young at Alabama, most explosive players, I would, I would agree, just because Will Anderson at defensive tackle is as good against the run as he is against the pass, so he's not an LT guy that's just go after the quarterback, a Derek Thomas guy. So if you if you use the term most explo- explosive, I would take Bryce Young. But I'm very close to going to Will Anderson, Amanda. I would go Will Anderson. I know Bryce cool. Young is explosive. He's a Heisman-winning quarterback. We get it. He's an Alabama's quarterback. You know, he's one of the best, in the, if not the best in the game at the moment. Um but I would go Will Anderson because he is just an electrifying player. Like he is a once in a lifetime kind of guy. Literally, literally. Yeah. Like I think he's the best since Derek Thomas at Alabama. Uh, at Arkansas, uh, Jalen Catalan. Um, uh, if you guys want to weigh in, feel free. At Auburn, Derek Hall, defensive end. He is the second best defensive end in the state of Alabama. So let's try to see if we can bring Steve back in here. Derek Hall, uh, because we've heard so much about Will Anderson, uh, he is overlooked in the SEC West, but Derek Hall, very good. Steve, do we have you now? I think we might have you now. I think we're still having trouble with Steve. So he's trying to get his camera to work. So Steve, you should be able to click on that uh, camera and microphone to your bottom left next to the private chat. I apologize that you're uh, having issues, but yeah, it should be right there. So, and then we talk about other impact players at Florida. You have Anthony Richardson, who would be one of the most explosive players. No argument with that. And uh, Georgia, Brock Bowers, probably a good sign. We were talking about a, a tight end, Amanda, that you're a most explosive player on your team. That tells you something about Georgia offensively. Yeah, I mean, you you got to be excited if you're talking if you're talking about a tight end. 
because tight ends are uh, they're not normally in the college game that uh, big of a deal. But you can see in the NFL how they turn into a big deal, especially if you play fantasy football. You know, I always try to take a tight end in the second round. And the reason being is because there are tons of running backs. There are tons of wide receivers, tons of them. But tight ends, there's like three or four that are good in the NFL, and that's it. Like, And you have to fill that position on your roster. You have to. So I go tight end, like second round. It seems insane, but it works out every time. Steve, um, we'll get you back on. I'm not sure why we're having a connection issue, but we'll definitely do that. Um, Ethan, is it true that the most exciting thing for every person to talk about is their fantasy team, and the worst thing to hear about is somebody else's fantasy team? Oh, shut up. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's fair. Don't you hate it when somebody corners you and says, should I start this guy or that guy or this guy? That's what Amanda just did. I almost I don't. That. I kind of enjoy it. It, it. If the same person... Okay makes it a thing like you know if you're going into work <laughs> and the same person is like just every week it's like dude this is your thing i don't know like you know you can ask yeah, me once I twice don't if, know. It's, <laughs> if it's really a pickle but my man leave me alone do your own work i got my own to worry about here <laughs> see i just well, like fantasy football secret i didn't ask your opinion yeah the way amanda just did it is fine thank yeah. you uh i glazed over <laughs> Um, so Taylor, uh, Tavian, sorry, Robinson at Kentucky is the most explosive player for the Cats, according to this list. Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver at LSU, is the most explosive for the Tigers, Mississippi State. Will Rogers, quarterback, we'll see. Missouri, Luther Burden, wide receiver. Ole Miss, Zach Evans, uh, running back. and Should then, be Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Uh, that's fair. South Carolina is uh, Josh Van at wide receiver. Tennessee, they pick Cedric Tillman, and I get the point. But it's it's probably Hendon Hooker. Or if you want to go Josh Heupel, I mean, he's calling the offense if you want to go that far. I, I don't hate it being that. Tillman, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't Hooker's, Hooker's, fan, Hooker's fantastic. Let me, I mean, he's obviously 1B if you can have one. <laughs> oh, yeah, not you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, I mean, I mean, Tillman, what he did last season is just, it's just incredible. And there's no reason to think he won't take another step forward this season. And he's part of the reason I feel like Hooker is as electric as he is. All right, I want to get an update on that poll question. I want to remind you that Bassey Lawn and Garden is right there in Cleveland. So at Bassey Lawn and Garden, man alive, it's worth the drive. Whether or not you're in Chattanooga or West Knoxville, you're going to save money on fantastic Toro products and 20,000 parts in stock for service. Toro, count on it. They do financing as well, 0% APR for up to 48 months and 3.99% for 60 months. That is Toro, count on it. So, where did we land with the poll question, and where are we now, sir? Yeah, we got a lot of votes on this one already. It's only been up 25 minutes. Um, oh, right wow. now, the consensus is that it's a B, 56% say it's a B. A is second with 28.1%. So, people, I would guess you could say B+, plus if, if, if we're going to look at it that way. Only 6% said that Tennessee failed this weekend. Mm. Yeah, that... Well, I did have somebody reach out to me on the YouTube guys that said 
Uh, no, it was Twitter. I'm sorry. I said you're being a little bit def- uh, too defensive of them by just getting these three stars. Uh, I, I, I'll leave you with this. Again, please subscribe and like so that this video shows up on your feed more often. Guys, this is where Tennessee is. Okay? Let's all have a cup of coffee. Okay? No decaf. And let's all say to ourselves that this is absolutely where Tennessee is. Tennessee has to identify the four-star guy in the 2024 class and be ahead of the game on him and probably offer him early. They have to take the three-star guy that's a better fit for them that probably is too small to play for Alabama. They have to take shots at the five-star guy like Francis Maligoa. You're not going to pass on him. you got a connection there. But odds are, I mean, I think you said it yesterday, 30%. Odds are you're not going to get him. Guys, that's where Tennessee is as a recruiting program. And it's natural. There is nothing wrong with it. So people sometimes, Amanda, think I'm defending Josh Hopwell. I think, you know, I'm pretty objective. But I just, you're not going to roll in and start plucking guys that everybody else in the nation wants. And with all fairness to Nico, most schools would have taken Arch Manning over him. I'm not knocking Nico. But... Amanda, that's just simply where Tennessee is. They have to fill in the cracks as best they can because they're not going to step up and go toe-to-toe with Georgia and Alabama and win those battles a lot. I also, I just don't understand the whole hype about getting the five-star guy because a lot of times they don't play out to be five-star guys. They don't go to the NFL. 54%, if I'm not mistaken, of the All-American team last year or the – 2021 like all-american first first team 54 percent were three stars they were three stars they weren't five stars they weren't four stars they were three stars so i don't understand the i don't think that people that do the star whatever and i'm not knocking anybody that does it i'm pretty sure they do their homework and they look at the stats not yada 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 but i don't see them um getting it right all the time, not even half the time. So. No, and you, yeah, and Ethan, you don't know the kid either. The kid, kid might show up and want to work. You might not. Yeah. And I mean, to back up Amanda's point, also, there's just a lot more three stars than there are five. There are not a lot of five stars. I don't know if you guys know that. There's like fifty, and that might be being generous. I think there might even be less than that. Five stars are like a rare 30. commodity. So and there's like 35 or something. But yeah, they're a rare commodity to, to be a five star. So for Tennessee to even have one on the roster and have one other considering and then already have one locked up for the 2024 class. I mean, Tennessee's ahead of the curve right now. Hypel is. So people complaining about just getting three stars, not to mention if you really want to go into star rankings, Weathersby is a top three prospect. Uh, I mean, top three star prospect. Heading into four, he's a fringe four-star prospect right now, and he's probably only going to get better in his final senior season. He might move up to a four-star. Uh, like as of right now, these these twenty twenty-three guys that are three stars, just because they're three stars, does not mean that that they're not going to do something big or that they don't have the capability to just move up and be a four-star by the time twenty twenty-three comes around. Well, let me go ahead and tell you the other option, Amanda. Here's here's the other option. It's called 2009 Lane Kiffin's class. 
And that class ended up with more felons than all Americans. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. More, more murderers than all Americans. And that's not an exaggeration. Jansen Jackson was uh, accused of uh, killing his uh, wife's uh, boyfriend and stuffing him in the back of a trunk. Uh, you had a couple of other players that held up a pilot store. So you went with a really questionable character, guys, in hopes that, I guess, I don't know if Blaine cared at the time, but in hopes that better character guys would offset them. Well, uh, Amanda, we never saw if that would, it was going to happen because Lane left. Maybe that contributed their demise. But I'd rather Tennessee build foundationally and organically than take these risky guys that the Alabamas and Georgias of the world aren't taking because of character questions. Yeah, just like, um, who's it, Urban Meyer at Florida with the whole Aaron Hernandez? That worked out real well for him. Yeah, it's not as if Urban is afraid to take some questionable characters. That's absolutely. Uh, well, he's sure. a questionable character, so that makes sense. Yes. Like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, then you'll get sneak peeks. we got some great football breakdown from Chris Landry. And we'll have players on there. Uh, Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays uh, later in the week. Cooper's out in some Africa of uh, African country and I texted him and I said hey you said your wi-fi might not be good and uh, I said it's like a mission trip and I said so are we going to be good to go for Monday afternoon and the response was exactly hey big man I'm in the brush there's no such thing as wi-fi yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna postpone that one to next week and that'll be brought to you by City Heat and Air for over 50 years City Heating and air conditioning has provided East Tennesseans with honest, dependable heating and cooling services. So I'm just imagining Cooper Mays like defending giraffes against lions, like as an offensive lineman. Don't, don't lions do attack giraffes? Yeah, they well, only if there's not much else to eat. Normally they go after zebras, wildebeest, um, antelope, or the kudzu, or whatever they're called. I, the only reason I know all this is because I went to Africa last year and went on safari, and it was fantastic. I'll tell you what. I when it comes everyone to, to go. When it comes to those lions, you know. Oh, Lord, here we go. They're, they're just, they just need to calm down. They're just rude, killing animals. It's not the way to do it. What? Are they going to go good. vegan? What are they going to eat? Out there. You don't need to be out there killing i mean who who steps up and says that hey um we've got to protect the giraffes because the lions are killing them nobody and that's part of the problem we protect bald eagles why don't we protect giraffes giraffes aren't endangered well they will be if the vines have anything to say about it they don't go after the giraffes (laughs) because they the giraffes swing their head down and there's like things that stick up on their head they smack like lions or whoever they'll swing what are the lions killing i told you zebras wildebeest kudzu um well who's standing up for the zebras we all should they're both colors i mean why in the world wouldn't we stand up for zebras well the zebras have like a telltale sign of where of how they are not um if they're not healthy their tail will hang down the middle if it's healthy 
But if so it's not really healthy, a tell, go to the tell, side. Tell son. Exactly. Like, I'm like, well, that sucks for you. E-L-T-A-I-L-T-A-L-E. Got it, got it, got it. We all got it. Thank you. We got it. Well, so we're going to do something about those lions. The Lion Protective Services maybe will be a new company we'll start. We'll protect animals from lions. Have a fantastic day, everyone, for Amanda and Jeez. Ethan. I'm Dave Hooker. What do we got coming up on the side of the Off the Hook Sports, Ethan, today? I know we got a countdown. I'm going to write a little bit of uh, a don't uh, get a tear in your beer over the Francis Maui Gawa decision because I think you pretty much encapsulated what I was going to write, and that was Tennessee still had a darn good weekend. Yeah, they definitely did. We'll have a countdown, like you said. It'll be number six, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while. Um but yeah, number six today, and then we'll have sometime soon, maybe today, um, we'll be starting our team previews for who Tennessee football is going to be playing come September. Obviously, Ball State starting on September 1st. They moved it up Saturday to Thursday. I'm doing that again. Not sure how I feel about it, but it's the reality of the situation. So you guys are um, – so I'm out tomorrow with a medical procedure. I'm fine. But uh, so are you guys going to rock it or what's the plan? Amanda's <laughs> like, I can get in and out of breaks. This is easy. This is nothing. I'm down. It's up Ethan? to Amanda. If, if she wants yeah. to, I'm down. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. She, Keys to the castle. Have a maybe she won't be at the pool like yesterday. Have a fantastic day, everyone. For Amanda and Ethan, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.